Hello and welcome to Me and Mine with Temi Tokwe Onomade. Me and Mine is a family program inspired by hope and family values. Today, we are taking an in-depth look at a topic dear to your heart. Get ready and ride with us. So today we are going further to talk about understanding good parenting. I know we have parenting. Everybody knows what parenting is all about. But we want to know what do we understand by good parenting. And remember, this is a Christian platform. We want to understand in time like this, when children, they don't even, they, in fact, they are adults now. It's difficult for you to bring up your, your child in a very godly way. So many things are push, pulling them, so many things. Now we have computers, now we have iPad, we have games. We, your children, they are learning so much. In fact, they are growing faster than, than when you were growing up as parents. You want to understand in time like this, in this difficult time, where there is no right, there is no wrong, so many influences here and there, even parents, so many pressures, so many things. We want to know how can we still fulfill this ministry that God has committed into our hands as parents to bring up godly children. Remember, if you have godly home, the country will be good. If you have good parenting, the children will be good. And this is what I'm trying to, to introduce to us today. And we are going to really discuss on it. On this platform today, we are blessed, really, really blessed to have two guest speakers. And you know what? We have, same, we have something in common. We, we are all born in May. I just got to understand that. Sister Tayo was. <laughs> so great women, we are born in May. So if you are not born in May, don't, don't be jealous. You are, you are great in your own mind. So don't just be yourself. So on this platform today, I have Sister Tayo, Treasure Obunaike. Apparently, I think she we met at the uni, but I can't really recognize her face again, but she said she knows me. And somebody introduced her. When I put her name on this platform, Many people, they've been calling me that, where did you know her from? Where did you know her from? Eventually, there is a grace, and thank God we are going to tap into that grace tonight. So, Sister Grace is CEO of Gracia Davina Schools, right? And so, if you, if you are looking for a good school in Nigeria, please, ping her, right? If you need her contact, I will get her permission to give you. She's, she's the CEO of that school, and the school is really doing well. I've tried to Google and try to see more about the school. And I was really happy with what I've been able to see. Thank you so much, Sister, Sister Tayo, for joining us on this platform. And you may even have time to even introduce yourself more. And on this platform, again, I have my own sister. <laughs> sister Tayo, this sister I'm calling now. I have my own sister. She's my sister. She's my mommy. She's, I don't know. I can, she can perform any role within two minutes. Anyhow, I want her. And I, I, I think there is nobody else that can do this, this parenting thing more than her because I can see it. You know, I lived with her. I can see the way she's bringing up her children. And I said, wow, if this is how to bring up children, I think I want to tap into something like this. Not, not what she's doing like copycat because we are different. You will see when she's talking, she's quiet, you know. Me, I'm like, eh, eh, eh. So she's our mommy. Join me on this platform today. Please help me to appreciate my sister, Sister Ronke Emmanuel. She's the um, Chief Executive Officer of CCT Training. And then she's also head um, HR of one of the big, you know, one of the big companies in the UK. She's, she's their head HR there. So I'm really honored to, to actually know her. She's blessed, she's dickness, she's pastor, she's anything you want to call her, she, she's so selfless. Thank you so much, Ma. 
It's my pleasure to have you. I've been praying to God to have her on this platform. It's like I won a lottery. So if I'm misbehaving, if I'm doing like a baby, it's because I have my mom on the platform, you know? <laughs> so don't, don't blame me. <laughs> Thank you so much. So let's go straight into today's um, uh, program, um, Understanding Good Parenting. Uh, in, in, in these days and age, is there is need for us to actually understand what parenting is all about. It's not about you just bringing up children like, okay, let me just pause there. And let me just show this question now because we, we've got some questions from, from the um, platform. And if you're joining us, please, if you have any question, please send it to us. I'm going to actually ask our guest speaker, but we have six questions already that we've, we, we have. And one of them is understanding what parenting is. So I want to start by asking what does good parenting mean? If I can start from Sister Tayo. Unmute yourself, ma. Um, good evening, everyone. It's nice to have you all here. Why am I here? I'm here to learn, relate, and unlearn. Thank you. Um, good parenting. You know, when Sister Topper sent me this topic, and I said, why do people give me this topic when I'm still a parent myself and I still want to be a good parent? You know, I would say good parenting. Um, it goes beyond the cultural, the the societal, and the you know so what you have. Good parenting is actually raising a child in the godly way. Good parenting is raising a child in the godly way. Mind you, I did not say raising children because each child they have their peculiarities. The Bible says, train a child in the way he should go. Train a child in the way he should go. Not train children so that if you are having two, three, four, five children, they have their own peculiarity. They have their own individual traits that you cannot afford. When there is a general way of training them in some aspects, then there is some specified instruction. There are some specified instructions concerning each child. I'm glad that this is a Christian platform, so I will not um I will not be shy from quoting the Bible. So good parenting is actually training up a child in the godly way. God said concerning Abraham, He said, I know Abraham that he would train his children. You know, God vouched for him. I heard it when I read that part and I took it sometimes ago in the church. I like I love the confidence that God had in Abraham. Say, I know Abraham, he would raise his children, he would train his children. So what can God say concerning us as parents today? Can God vouch for us that we can raise our children? Good parenting is actually raising each child, each person, each of those kids in the godly way. Raising each child with specified instruction from God by the grace of God. Each of my kids, by the grace of God and the grace of God only. By the time I'm birthing them, I have some specified instruction concerning each of them. So that when I had, when I was pregnant with my last one and I did not hear anything, I was confused. I was concerned. That why is God not telling me about this child? Why, why was I blind? Why was I not seeing anything? And to the glory of God, God showed me. I saw. So I said, okay. 
so that as Christians, it is our sole responsibility to be closer to the Holy Spirit so that we can raise up these children in the godly way. So I'm saying again, good parenting is actually training of the children in the godly way. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So I'm going to go straight to Sarunke and I'll be giving everybody when I ask for that, when I ask for uh, when I ask you a question, please, it's two minutes. <laughs> so that sure. I, I won't create another week again for us to finish because we have so much to, to work on. Um, okay. Thank you very much. Uh, and thank you for having me here to meet up with. I'm so glad it's a pleasure to watch your program. Uh, in order for us to be able to know what good parenting is, what is parent parenting itself? Uh, parenting is just simply you trying to raise, raise up a child and you can raise up a child any which way you want to do it. But when we want to look at good parenting, it has an embodiment of a whole lot of things because uh -huh. we're not just raising that child up. Uh, number one, I, I look in the book of Psalm 127 verse 3 that says children are the heritage from the Lord, the gift from the master. We're just made to be a steward. So God has placed them, but now the one that owns them, because the Bible even say in the book of Mark uh, 9.37, it said, if you receive this little child, then you receive me. That is what Jesus said. So God has given us, as, a, as a, a steward, we need to be a good steward. And for us to be able to demonstrate this word, that means we have the embodiment of everything. We need to go to the person that created them, that gave us the, the child or the children and ask, it's just like you, 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 you bought your microwave, you need to go to check the manufacturer's instruction before you can set it up. So we need to go to the manufacturer to know what the manufacturer actually says about them for us to be able to do a very good job. So which means we need to nurture them, we need to show them love, sometimes we need to discipline, Sometimes we need uh, we, we need to, to mentor, we need to coach them. So there's so many things, the emotion, the spiritual well-being, the physical well-being. So the embodiment of everything, we're able to balance, but we cannot do it by ourselves. I have, and this scripture has really helped me in bringing up my children. And it's from the book of Isaiah 54, 13, that says that your children will be taught of the Lord and great shall be your peace. So, and great shall be their peace as well. So if they're taught of the Lord, they're taught of the Lord physically, they're taught academically, they're taught in every realm. As I direct through the help of the Holy Spirit, the children are being guided by the Lord. So if we have the embodiment of everything and we're able to balance, because sometimes we do it and we think, okay, by doing a lot of discipline, that is what makes it a good parenting. But it's a balance of it, us giving them love, nurturing them, 
leading them, guiding them. Now, the, the children of these days, they have their own mind, but we need to be able to guide them. And it's only through the help of the Holy Spirit that we're able to do this. Thank you, ma. Thank you, ma. God bless you, ma. Uh, if, I, if I may add to from when I was preparing this, and this is what I have, this is the rema I have about what parenting is. Uh, if you look at this dictionary, meaning dictionary meaning is talking about raising children and all the responsibilities and activities that's involved in it. So if you, if you Google it, it's there, raising children and all the responsibilities like my sister, they've just talked about it. Then promote and support physical, emotional, social, intellectual development of a child from infancy to adulthood. So these are the process, right? The third one I found out is, is the process of raising children and providing them with protection and care in order to ensure their healthy development into adulthood. But you will not see nowadays that adults, and the problem we are having that I want us to talk about good parenting is if a parent does not know the right from the wrong, is the same thing they will pass to the children. And you'll be so amazed that we are talking in Christian dome. You will see some teenagers in church. They are so rude. They don't even know how to do anything. And some parents, they don't even see anything. And they will tell you it's teenage stuff, you know? It's boys stuff, it's girl stuff, right? So my own definition, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, I've got three definitions of parenting. And number one of them is parenting is the process of rewriting your story from the beginning. Parenting is the process of rewriting your story from the beginning. You see, when you were born, you, you didn't ask God, God, I want to go to that family. I want to be part of Obama or Trump family or royal family. I, it, God decided to put you in that family. And when you were growing up, you didn't even know when you how they did everything, the way you behave. In fact, some of us, maybe if you are very smart, you will still remember the way you were behaving. Maybe age three, age, age four, if you are very, very, if, if you can still remember. But personally, I can't even remember what I did when I was five, six, maybe seven, eight, but I'm not that. So it's an opportunity for you that that child in your hands is a picture of you, right? Why you are young, the one you did not know. The one you are blaming your parents that, oh, if I were born into this art, if my parents is this, if my father is this, now you have it in your hands. Another one is parenting is the opportunity to produce a better version of yourself. Parenting is an opportunity for you to pro produce a better version. You see, you've gone through so many stuff. So many stuff made you who you are now. So you have a child in your possession now to help to develop. Your blood flow through that development of the child. Now you want to say, God, this is it. And that's why I, I try to appreciate what Sister Tyler said. You can't do it with science alone. You can't do it with what you are reading alone because if you are just, you know, new couples, they do that. They will give us so many literatures to read to help us. But the main thing is because they are gifts. Auntie said at Psalm 127, because they are gifts from God, you need to go to the maker. So when you have that child, you need to return the detail of that child back to God and get a word for that child, not for all, one child. And that word you get is the one that will help you to model, to nurture, to train, to do 
all those things you need without having it it will be difficult because you will just be picking from one place to another and it may not fit in but when you return the detail back to God like Anna did to Samuel when you give the child back to God without the child not knowing when you convince that child back to God everyone will be open to give you revelation about that child because God knows the end of that child from the beginning God did not no child is bad no child is evil not everything God made, they are good and perfect. But because of bad parenting, we, we have children, they are so victim. You see them into drugs, they are victim. You see them prostituting, it's victim. It's, it's so many wrong things are happening. It's not the, it's, nobody, nobody, God did not give, God did not create anything evil. But when a parent, when as a woman, as a father, you don't know how to take care of the gift of God, something else will happen. And that is why God opened my eyes to say, it's an opportunity for you to reproduce your better version. You went through some bad things when you were growing up. This one in my, in my, in my hand will not go through that. Mm. I should have been here. I should have been at this level. But because of my past, this one, there is no past. No past must be with this one. No scar with this one. That is parenting. That God gave it to you. You didn't ask him. He gave you. It's a gift. It's not because you have money. It's not because you are rich or because you are smart. But he gave you that child. Money cannot buy it. That's and some people, they treat the child as if they are nobody. And that's why you see some fathers, some parents, you, see, you hear so many things. To the essence of some, some father molesting their, their children. Because they don't know. They are veiled. And you would see we are on this Christian platform. You say that we need to talk about it because some Christians, we are, we are quiet about this. Wow. Parenting is a process of indirect, indirectly building your future because that child in your house is your tomorrow. If you don't instill good things into that child, by the time you are 80, 75, wow. and you can't do much, that child will give you back. That is the reward. Wow. So many people oh. think legacy is about building mansions, buying cars, going to big schools, private schools. If you don't nurture your child, there is difference between nurturing and nature. If you don't oh. give your child a good parenting or bringing, if you don't do it, it's for your future. Oh. Future, the, the time that you won't be able to do anything. The time that you will become a baby and that child will be in charge of your life. Oh. And that is how important parenting is. Now that I've that this is this is the inspiration I got when I was preparing for this. You know, apart from the, 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 the theoretical, apart from the moment, this is the rema I got about parenting. And I'm going to I'm going to still work as I'm talking. I got this and I'm still going to work on it. Personally, with my children, I've got a word for all of them. And that is the word, the word I got from God is the one I used to model them, to nurture them. And when they misbehave, when I'm going to talk to them, I'm starting with that word. When they are sleeping, wake them up. They know that Bible passage. They are different. And when God gave it to me, I don't really know why. But as they are growing up, I can see why I have that word for them. It actually suits them. It actually suits their kind of person. They are, you can see the kind of person this child is going to become. To model that child, then you know that God is doing something about the child. Nobody can do it 
It's not because I'm, I'm a very disciplinary person. I'm my it's not like that. You won't have them with you forever. But when you have a God from the maker, the manufacturer, it becomes easier. So parenting is all that I've said and what our guest speakers they've, they've talked about. So um, what does good parenting mean? We've talked about it. Is it subject to culture, religion, or ethnicity? So I think we all agree on this platform. Sister Ronka, Sister Tayo, can we say parenting is subject to culture, religion, or ethnicity? Or is there a biblical standard that transcends this? It's what we've discussed. We've all said it. Mm. We've, all, we've, all, we've all got the word of God and the Bible passage that talks about parenting. We know that it transcends all these cultural things. See, cultures, they are good. There is reason why we have some cultures in place, but there are some cultures that they clash with what God says. You see, when you have a culture that does not, is not, there is no God in this culture, then you don't go for it. But when, the, when, when you can see, respect all those things in the culture, then you imbibe it. Like here now, you don't need to kneel down for, for parents in UK here. You don't need to kneel down to greet adults. Hello is fine. But I tell my children, see, I know we are here, but when I take you to my area, you can't say hello to an adult. That hello alone can mean something to some people. And it can bring anonymity to those child, and they don't know anything. So I teach them my culture. So that when they are among my people, this is how you behave. When you are here, this is how you behave. But don't teach them at all, then you are not helping them. So we finished um, question one. If you have any question, please, on the platform. I'm happy to add it to the one we have. Number two, I will start with Sister Ronke. Is it possible to be a good Christian parent without a strong relationship with Holy Spirit? Oh. I don't know how you can do that. But let me leave it open. It's not a debating society. So is, this, is it possible to be a good Christian parent without a strong relationship with Holy my, Spirit? My answer to that will be you can only try. But it's not by power, nor by might. It's only by God, by the grace of God, that you'll be able to do and to be that good parent. You might ask me the question, but there's some people that are not born again and they've been able to nurture their children in the way of the Lord. That question, I'm sure, definitely some people would say it. But as we say, there's uh, the people in different version of faith, people might look at a way in which, okay, this is the way I'm trying, I'm trying to lead them this way, or uh, they can only try. But for you to be able to get the work done according to the word of God that says, for I know the thoughts that I have for you, says the Lord. So for each of those children, God has a thought. And in order for God to help you to direct them along that path, you need the Holy Spirit to be able to help you to walk the journey, to walk the talk. And I tell you, parents, it's not that we know it. <laughs> Sometimes you too, you're depending on God to teach you 
how you're going to, like Sister Sister Tayo said, they're not, they're not the same. The children are not the same. So you cannot use the manufacturer's uh, uh, manual of Apple for Samsung. It's different. Oh. So we need to go back and get the help of God. When you talk in terms of them trying, people can do it culturally. People can do it according to their ethnicity. Oh, I can say to you, oh, they're good parents because they taught the children how to respect adults. But is that child also fulfilling the destiny, the purpose that God has created for, for them? So we can bring them up in the culture, we can bring them up the way we have understanding to do, but for us to be able to achieve that purpose of that child, we need to work with the Holy Spirit. We need to be able to pray. Sometimes you do some things that you're just thinking, I don't know exactly what this is. You better go on your knee and just talk to God about it so that he can lead you and you can hear a word behind you saying this is the direction or this is the path you need to walk in regards to this. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Ma. Sister Taya, do you have any contribution? Is it possible to be a good Christian parent without strong relationship with the Holy Spirit? But let's start with, is it possible for one to be a, um, a good Christian without the Holy Spirit? Mm -hmm. Is it possible for one to say, I am a Christian Without the Holy Spirit. Um, that's not possible. So when we're talking about good Christian parents, so it's not possible for one to be a Christian in the first place without the help of the Holy Spirit. Okay, because I, it's actually the Holy Spirit that makes a Christian Christian. Okay, it's I, actually the Holy Spirit that makes a, Christ, a Christian to be good parents. So it's actually like um, Mommy Roque said that you, they can only try. They can only try using culture, um, ethnic, and the society. But I remember this. I was discussing with a brother of mine some time ago. I said, some will actually be condemned when they get to heaven. Not that they did not do well, but they did not do what they were sent. sent um, they did not do what they were sent out to do. They did not fulfill purpose. Now, if you send out a child to get you, to get me, um, um, let's say, for instance, biscuits. Okay, like okay, I sent a child get me biscuits, and the child went and felt oh, um, and because I felt it would be better to get you jollof rice. I saw jollof rice, um, and it's better than biscuits. So I bought the biscuit. Has the child actually done what he said he or she is sent to do? No. So that child will be punished for it. There is an instruction specified instruction on every child. Mamiroke said it all, that you cannot use the manual of Apple on Samsung. So how do you do that? How do you know that this is Samsung and this is, it will be, there is no, there is no bad child. Like um, Sister Tokwe said, we only have confused parents. Mm. Confused parenting style. When we try to do it the way uh, my friend is doing it, we try to copy and paste the way somebody else is doing it, and we want to put it 
um, enforce it on our own children, then it's um, it exploded and we don't even know what to do. So it is not actually possible to be a good parent. Parenting is grace. And where is grace found? In Christianity. And we is a Christian. If person is somebody who has been directed by the Holy Spirit, said we hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way you should go. So what is that voice? If you are not, um, if you don't have any relationship with the Holy Spirit, how can you hear? If you don't have a relationship with the Holy Spirit, how can you know? You know, when you see a particular um, behavior, character, manifesting nature, how do you manage it? Where do you go? Who do you report it to? So it's actually not possible to be a good Christian parent without the help of the Holy Spirit, because that is actually the beginning. That is actually the voice over the parents. That's actually the voice that will help the parents to parent well. Thank you. Thank you so much, Ma. And uh, I just want to add to this. You know, before we, we treat other questions, right? We we need to know you can't give what you don't have. True. It's very important for us to know as parents. So we have some parents that they are coming with some baggages from their background, okay? mm. their family, and they have it here in their head that this is how this child, because they've gone through that, this child has to go through that. We have that mm. done. So how do we how do we undo that? Because if you think whatever you've gone through, you want to pattern your your child life must be pattern, you know. With what with the way your life was, you know, patterned, is it a good parenting? Because the reason why I'm asking is there's another question I'm throwing to you, Mas. Yeah, Sister Sister Tayo. If you if you don't have, if you don't know how to do this, how will you do it? If everything mm. you are bringing is commotion, right? You believe that commotion is the normal way of life, and you bring that child up like that. Mm. have been stabbing, you know, all those things. There are so many things, like some, some, some girls, like their mom, they are, they are just very negative about the child, you know. When the child is mm. out, they think, you know, she's out with boyfriend. They put it, they are so negative, they are so... Because they, are, they have this inferiority complex, you can see it, you know, on the child. They are bringing it up mm. because this is what they have. At what point can a parent know that, no, I need help? I think I'm not doing the right thing. Because we live in a world that people think, just some people think, don't just talk about, don't just add anything to this child. Just give back to the child. The child has something inside and the child will just grow normally. Your addition is distraction. Mm. You don't need to, I'm telling you, your addition, mm. because to them, you didn't ask for it. It's a spirit being that God gave you. So God that gave it to you, just, you know, the, the child know what they, and some people think the parent influence actually destroy, you know, the child. So let me not start, let me break it down. At what point, you know, as parents, should we know that something is faulty in our bringing and we should not transfer this faulty thing into the life of our children so that we can, that is where the good parenting can come from, you know? When you understand yourself, you know your shortcoming, you know your strength, your weakness, you'll be able to, so this, this child, no, I don't have this capacity. Can I go and learn? You know, can I have this? I haven't said that you have to be careful of him. The person you are bringing it to help you because the person cannot be, you know, bring bad influence. But at what point? Is it, is it something that we should be able to be proud to say, ah, and this is 
I don't have the capacity to do this, but I think it will help this child, you know? At what point? Okay. Yeah, is that for me? Okay. Um, I deal with a lot of this because uh, we have a lot of single parents that maybe because they started having children at the age of 14, 15, and so on, their children, and at the same time, they're trying to raise children, they're yet to develop, so they have nothing within them to give the children that they're raising up. So you realize that the mommy is swearing and it's all those things that they're putting on the children because they don't know. And if the society, the way in which we are, offer a lot of these people parenting classes, ask them to go into parenting classes. Otherwise, if they're not attending and they're not doing what they need to do in the society that we are in UK, it's easy for the government to take away your children and they will give it to other parents that will be able to do the job. But as believers, we don't need to keep quiet. We should not have that mindset that I know how to do it. The things that I don't know how to do, I run to my mentors. I've, I've come across things that are baffling to me and initially I was just like, okay, I'm going to beat, I'm going to talk. But then in prayer, I realized that this is not the answer. So how do, do I deal with this? I run to mentors. I run to people that I know that can help me. If you don't know what to do, know where to go. So we can run to people, we can run to mentor, we have friends that we can even ask. But because we all assume that, okay, I've got a child, now I've read some book, I've gone through some things on the internet, then that makes me a good parent. So there, there is that opportunity out there for people to go into parenting classes. The opportunity out there for you to go and talk to your pastors. The opportunity out there for you to go and talk to people. Because sometimes you might say, okay, I don't want my, my story with everybody. But I'm sure in this whole life, you should have one or two people that you're, you're, you can still walk to and talk to. But because we don't do that, we end up using the same style and adding our own baggages, pouring it onto the life of the children. And the children don't understand the reason why they are in that particular situation. Because what I'm doing in that particular sense is I'm using my own manual or the manual that somebody else has used on me on that child. And it's not going to work. Thank you. Thank you so much. I think that that is deep. Do you have anything or we should go to the next question? I think, I think um, Sister Runke has really said. Yes, she, she has actually said it all. Um, when your best is not enough, 
it means it is not enough. It is not saying my best is not enough. There is nothing, there is nothing I'm going to do about it. When your best is not enough, seek for help. Mm. When your best is not, not enough, go to the Holy Spirit. Mm. When your best is not enough as a parent, go to people that have achieved success in parenting. Mm. We cannot afford to train our children the same way we were raised. Yes. They are called gen- they don't they are not called generation Z for anything. Mm. We cannot afford to raise them the way we are raised. That's why we have um a lot of suicide, children's suicide um cases. Um, because we 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 felt um, the same manual that was used on us, we use it on them, then they become frustrated, they become um something else. So I, I think um Sister Ronke has covered it all. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you so yes, much. Let, let me go to let me go to number three. How do you manage your feelings with faith in God if you have if you have been a good parent to your child and yet they decided to join bad gangs or stray from the way of the Lord? How 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 do you manage your feeling and faith? As in, you think you've done enough for this child? You know, I'm taking you to church. I'm doing this. So how do you manage your faith when it's not working the way you think? Mm. Let me go to Sister Tayo first. You are, you, are, you are a proprietress. You will see so many Thank things you. in your school. Um, when after doing everything, we have said it earlier on, Too that parenting is... Hello? Hello, I can hear you. Two minutes. Okay. All right. We have said that parenting is grace. Parenting is relying totally on, in the hand of grace. Now, after everything, relying on the Holy Spirit and praying and everything, of course, emotions would set in if the child is not actually coming out the way you expected him or her to come out. But let us not forget the manual. Bible is still our perfect example. The prodigal son, when he went, I am sure the father did not give up on him. The, fa- the Bible says that the child cited the, the father cited him from afar. That means the father was always constantly looking out for him. Like my child will soon be here. My child will still come. We should not give up on them. I I uh, a pastor friend of mine told me a story some time ago of a saga during Anini's time that this person was actually caught together with Anini gang. And you know what the mother did? They were they have been sentenced, they have been caught, they should be killed. You know, and I was told that the mother ran to the mountain and cried and prayed and did not give up on the child. And according to that man of God, I was told that was the only child that was pardoned. Third pardon came for only that child because somebody chose to pray. Even when emotions want to set in, even when we want to be discouraged because let us still keep, no, don't give up on the child. Mothers, fathers, let's remain on our nails. Don't give up on them. God has not given up on them, so we are not permitted to give up on them. Still search them out. If the prodigal son could come back home, if the prodigal son can trace his way back, I am sure that with the grace of God, with praying and total reliance on the Holy Spirit, on the Holy Spirit that child will come back to his senses. Saraka, do you want to add? Or... Yeah, I, I'm just going to, to add to say after you've done all, mm. stand. Mm. And Ephesians 6, 12 says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against power, against ruler of darkness, 
of this world and against spiritual wickedness in high places. So we need to put on the whole armor of God. There is no child that will be lost if we keep on our knees. So after you've done all, stand, keep praying, put on the whole armor of God and you will succeed. Because if you give up too early, you might let the destiny of the child slide. And I can say to you, in a lot of our prisons here, we have children that belong to Christians. Uh. Pastors' children, uh. because of bad association, gang, they're trying to be like the Joneses, and they're in the prison. But if you don't give up on them, and you keep praying, and you know that you're battling against the devil, and you stand on the word of God, then there will be success. Don't Amen. Amen. Please, let me just add to what, you know, Sister Rote, she's a pastor. So she's talking around pastoral. Me, I will talk about neglect. She talks about many pastor's children, yeah, in the prison. It should be a taboo. But the reason why they are in the prison, how did they get into this wrong association? Some of these children, they are being neglected by their parents. That's right. So before we wrestle against uh, principalities and power, let us wrestle against flesh. You see, you can't leave your child alone and just ask society to bring them up like that because you are, you are busy doing third party. I will call those things third party because you are you're, you are a minister in your house first, right? So many men of God, they get carried away with church stuff and they leave their, their, their children, you know? They leave their home, their wife. They are almost there. Everybody wants them. Everybody wants them. They are neglecting their whole life. And that is why you see those children, they are victims of circumstances. They shouldn't have been there in the first place. But daddy is not around. Mom is not around. They have friends around and they have friends around that shows them the only thing they can be convinced about. And this is why I'm, I'm, I'm actually reaching out to us. Christian parents, please take care of your children. Be there. Let there be bonding. Let your, let, your, let your children know the God you serve. It's not about praying. See, when, when you are only praying and you are not actually doing the training, you see, train your child in the way they should go. You are not training. You are just casting out demons, yeah? You are just binding and casting out. But you are not actually training them. You don't talk, not show them. You don't teach them what to do. You leave them to internet to teach them. You leave, leave, leave them to TikTok. You leave them to everything on social media to give what you find it difficult to give them. Then the world is going to teach them. And that is why we have this issue. So when things like this happen and you think, oh, my child is misbehaving, I don't like the way. Can you look inward first and see where did this thing go wrong? How come? You need to go to the foundation. If it's your neglect, you, you walk around it and find time to be with this child to understand why this child is like this. Because the money we are running after, I've done one of these things in, in a, one of our episodes. If you are running after this money and you are neglecting your children, you are neglecting your tomorrow. And if everything you are doing is to buy cars and build, uh, build houses, they will sell it. In fact, they, in, fact, they, in fact, some of them will even kill you to have access to those, those, those properties. Oh. The best legacy you 
can give your, your children is for you to create time and give them valuable parenting. And I'm reaching now, parenting I'm talking about is not parenting that is only mommy in the house. When a child is good, it's for mommy. And that is, they are going out there. It should be co-parenting, co-parenting. Daddy is doing his own, mommy is doing her own. There is no way mommy is very good that mommy can do the two roles. I know we have single parents. And God is the one that we fit in the other angle, Yeah. Look for people around that can help you with the other role. But there is no mom that can be daddy and mommy. You are mommy, you are mommy, you stay mommy. You can't teach your son how to impregnate the wife. or You can't. It's a man thing. You need a man that will help your son to do that. Because you are the dad, you are very close. Some people, they are divorced and they don't want the father to even come near their children. They are bringing up their children all alone. That is why the Bible said if the man and the woman, if they don't come together, there won't be a baby. Even though one is doing whatever they like now. I don't want to say it on this platform, but you understand what I'm talking about. You still need a man and a woman to produce a baby. Mm. There is nothing they can do about it. But I'm saying you need co-parenting. Daddy, wake up. Don't leave your son alone to your wife alone to take care. There are some things a father should be able to be dis to, do, to discuss with their sons. Mom, don't leave your daughter alone because you are a career woman and leave everything to your, your husband. Your, your husband knows when your daughter is doing menstruation. You don't even know because you are carried away with your, you, with your career. That career, by the time you are 65, you will be retired. Oh. And this is, this is the problem we have. No child is bad. But when you see a child, you are saying they go astray, they join bad gangs, something is wrong. There is a crap on the wall. And that is where you need to go and search. Where did I go wrong? You are allowed to go wrong. It's part of development. You learn from it and call your heavenly father who gave you that child as a gift. In fact, some people, they are so wicked. Some parents say they disown. You see, I've heard about it. I disown you. Are you the owner? Because they think because they took, they, they took the ownership of that child upon themselves. They forget that they are just trustees, they are just caretakers. They are not the owner of the child. The fact that you, you gave birth to the child does not mean you have the 100% whatever on that child. Once the child, in fact, for you to be a good parent, once the child is 18 and the, the child still needs your attention for so many things, then you need to check your parenting. Because at that level, the child should be doing something that is just giving you information. Mom, mom, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. That is good parenting. If I see a mom and your, your son is still 40, he's still coming to you for permission for, to tell you something. There's something is wrong with your parenting. Because that, that man is a baby boy. He's not a man. So don't, don't you know, some parents, they brag about it. You know, some mom. Ah, my son, my son, my son. It's not your son. It's a gift of God. You are just being privileged. Parenting is a ministry, if you don't know. You don't need to be mentioned a pastor. It's a, it's a ministry. So if you have a child, I, I like to, I, I'm born with my, my children, but there are some things I think they should do without, my, without me. and say, mom, I've done this. And I say, wow, wow. Not me telling them to, to do, to sit, for them to sit. Dance for them to dance. They should know when to dance. They should know when to sit. So it depends on parents. 
Nobody is bad. No, so when the child is going astray, please don't leave that child. That child needs love. That child needs something to bring to bring him back. That child has been veiled. So when my sister is when Nancy is talking about principalities and power, when you are veiled, you don't even know you are veiled. So that is when you now mm. go to God. God, remove mm. this veil. Let me see clearly. Mm. Mm. When the child see clearly, the child will not be abusive. Some children they can beat their parents because they are veiled. Mm. They say rubbish. Hey, why did you bring me to the world if you don't have money to? I just look at them because this world is very kind. Time will come, they too, they will be, they will be like that, and their child will tell them, why did you bring me to the world? See, this is the mystery we don't know about humanity. We have to do that. Was a time my mom tells me what to do, teach me what to do. Now they ask me, and I was like, eh? Because they have imparted something in me that in my generation I can see clearer. Clearer than them. That doesn't mean I'm smarter than them. Uh-huh. For some children, they don't know. At my level, I don't need to go to my parents, run to my parents, tell me to do things because they have done that while I was with them. At this level now, we are talking like adults. Not mommy. Mommy, can I eat? I want to do this. Can I do this? Some parents, they just enjoy this petty stuff. Please don't leave your children. If you don't have the capacity, so many trainings are they are out there. Books, so many. In fact, online you see so many speakers. Go for good ones, though. See my sister, sister okay, she's that is her ministry. She even she's even helping lone parents. Some some of us like this, we don't have. She has this charity that she's into. If you have any issue, she's there. I will give you her number if you give me permission. She has the grace. They've seen so many scenarios, all those things. Go out, but don't disown your child, no matter what. Uh-huh. Fight for their life. Fight for it, because that child is veiled. Is veiled with wrong, wrong, wrong friendship. Is veiled with other set of things. You have to be there to remove that veil. When the veil is removed, the child will come back like prodigal son and apologize. Mm-hmm. Another one, another question. Do I have another question? I want, should I read this one up? The, the one I got. Okay, because I, I think we have a question on the platform. It's too long. Okay. Oh, eight minutes. I don't want to do another week. <laughs> I've got one here. Is it good parenting to teach your children to stay away from certain individual like religion or teaching a child hate behavior from a young age? I think, let me just elaborate. You know, we have some Christians. Some Christians home, they don't allow their children to go for birthday parties because of the kind of music, you know, they are they will be singing. There's they call it worldly songs. So they don't want their to them, good parenting is the child, the, the child should only know about church stuff. So when they invite them to birthday party, they should not go. So my question is this: will you teach your child in your house? The child will not go to school, the child will not go to the university. The Bible says we are in the world, but we are not of the world. And if we are the light of the world, we should teach our children how to be the light in the darkness, right? How the light should shine in the dark area. Not, not allowing them to, you know, separate them. Oh, that person is a Muslim. Don't talk to that person. Oh, that person is a Buddhist. No, 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 no. Don't go to their house. That is, the, that is what this question is. This Is it a good parenting for us not to allow our children to relate with 
people from other religions or because of their ethnicity, because of their background, is it wise? One minute, one minute, Sister Aronke. Well, I would say it's not wise for us to do that because whatever you don't teach your children, you cannot isolate your children. It's better for these children to know what is happening out there if they have information. But the key thing is, according to Proverbs 22.7, if we already train up a child in the way to go, they're not going to depart. So once they are trained, they know who God is. And that's why we say, let them know God for themselves. So if they can know God and we're leading and we're giving them good example from the home, we allow them to know, because in schools, they teach them all this different religion. So what are you uh, protecting them from? Because whatever you're not giving them and you're trying to make them to get separate from, they will go to school. The teacher is teaching them other religious studies or whatever, and they will teach them all those things. We need to teach our, our children to love, to know to love, irrespective of where these people belong. And, you know, at a point, if the, 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 the kind of children that God has given the grace, you find them being able to minister to those children that you're just saying, oh, I understand the situation where you might say to them, or oh, when they go to a place, you all this moral thing that you already have trained your children, when you go to a place, don't eat before, uh, before asking an adult and all those different things, if you're not comfortable, but you're not going to say, don't talk to that one, or you teach them hatred. We're supposed to be training them. God is love. And if we're training them in the way of God, we're training them in love. And love is what we need to teach our children to ooze out to other children and to show respect, irrespective of the religion those people are into. Thank you. Thank you, Ma. I'm, I'm trying to rush now. Sister Ty, do you want to hide all my auntie has said everything? Yes, like um, like Sister Ronke rightly said, we should teach them love. We should teach them. You are said it too. We are light. In the work of in this world of darkness, Christians a light. So we should beam our light. Mm -hmm. the, the light has no purpose where everywhere is lighted up. Exactly. We have to shine our light. Mm -hmm. And when others see the light, they want to come into the light. Bible says the light and the light come into darkness and the darkness comprehend it not. Mm -hmm. So they should be able to influence those ones even to Christ. I remember when I was in secondary school, there was this particular girl that everybody believed, oh, nobody can talk to her, nobody can be her friend and blah, blah, blah. And she came close to me. And um, I was a young Christian. I was a teenager myself. And um, with time, you know, she wouldn't change me. I would still go to fellowship. I would pull her along. Then one day she told me, said, I want to give my life to Christ. I just love you. I love the, your calmness. I love the way you, you preach Jesus. And I want to give my life to Christ. I was still young then, but I was so touched. So when we saw some few years ago, she reminded me, said, you know that it was you that brought me to Christ. Hmm. So we should not, um, we should not cage them. We can't always cage them. Every bird must leave the nest someday. Yes. All birds will leave the nest. So when they leave us, then what? 
Mm. I like that. I, I like that. They will leave one day. So when, when they when they leave, what what next? If you think uh, no, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. Please let them go to disco. Let them go so that she will see the kind of disco they are going to, so that they will they will display it. Then you can help them out. You can let them let them fall as much as they can fall in front of you like this. That doesn't mean you should disown them, but that fall should be for another is a lesson to nurture, to develop them. Don't in fact, I, I, I tell you the best way to, to do parenting is plant a seed into their life and leave the seed to germinate. When this seed is germinating, they go through different stuff, different areas. You can see through it, and it's so sweet that oh. Oh, okay, you are at this stage, you are at this level. You know what to do. If you don't know what to do, seek for help. But please, don't, don't tell your children not to like some particular person or don't teach them AIDS. If you are fighting with somebody, don't join your child. You know, mm -hmm. some parents, they are fighting. They want to include their, their children mm -hmm. in the fight. Mm -hmm. It's the wrong parenting. Mm -hmm. You are destroying your future. You are teaching your child hatred, jealousy, envyness. All those things, the child will use it back on you. That is, teach them love. Ah, one minute to eight. <laughs> I, I still have two that I want to take. I've got one long one on the platform. And I've got two. Please, bear with me. Let's see if we can run with 15 minutes or 20 minutes. I don't want to do another day. So please, we've got so much to say. But most of this parenting, when we are doing for couples, we are going to bring them up. All the ones we are unable to to, uh, to one of them, another one says, is it possible for one parent to be a good parent? Do children need two parents? Or can one person fulfill the role adequately? One person, can he fulfill the role of, role of parenting in the life of a child adequately? I think I, I said something about it when I was talking. But if you, can, if you know you can, you, can, you can answer within seconds. It's going to be minutes. Please. Sister, I don't get you. Can the spirit give you one second? Sister, tired. One second. Okay. okay. <laughs> one second is finished. One minute. One second is done. <laughs> Ideally, children need both parents. There is the role, the job description for a dad and the job description for a mom. What we understand is in situations where is only one parent, they can still do a good job, but you know, in our community, at that point, the role becomes the work of the community. So that's where you have the community raising the child. So there is, whether it's the dad, there is the need for a father figure in a child's life and there is the need for the mom. If I just keep it like that. Thank you, I like it, keep it like that. Because I'm, I'm, you, are starting, you are starting giving me some inspiration, I don't want to go. Sister Tayo, are you okay? All right, um, like I, was reading, I was reading something sometimes ago that in the US, that children that are raised from both parents, for bo from both parents are balanced, are more balanced than children that are raised from single parents. Dr. Kwe has said it before. She said that um, a mother cannot be the mother and the father at the same time. So also the father cannot take up the responsibility 
of the mother and the father at the same time. It takes a woman to raise a woman. It takes a man to raise a man. But we have situations that is just one parent that is available. Then God will have to step in into that to to um to take up the responsibility of the father. Then let there be a father figure, so that it's not just it's not just um the woman playing the father and the mother. Let there be a father figure over the child, an uncle, a pastor, like um Sister Roque said, the society. Let there be somebody, a mentor that can help, you know, that a child can look up to because it takes a man to raise another man. So it is possible. I, I, I once read a story or I heard a story of a woman who, who lost her husband at a very tender age and she got nine children and she raised all of them, nine of them. They are ministers, they are godly and they are doing very well. They have become adults. She's like grandma. They are doing very well in the various in the various works of life. So it takes the God, it takes the Holy Spirit, it takes um, a mentor over them. And I pray God will help us. Thank you, Ma. Um, thank you. Okay, this question. Let me just. I will. I will. Ex I will talk about it. I won't leave it open for a child. You no, know, for parenting. Do we parent a female child and a male child the same way? See, we we understand. We have this uh, simply rivalry, and in our culture, we tend to pay more attention to male child, right? And sometimes female child, we, you know, the kind of culture, if you are not from there, don't worry, just is the culture, we know what I'm talking about. Then the female child is like second class. As parents, this is the question, do we need to, to, to train our, our male child better than our female child? Do we need to have a, a do we need to differentiate or change some things or treat a male child different from a female child? Okay, this is my own submission. A male child is different from a female child. If, they, if you have a boy and a girl, treat your children the same way. But the role in life, you are preparing them to become a man and you are preparing the female to become a woman. So that is the difference. But you love them the same way, not because one is a male or because one is a female. You love your children equally as God gives you the grace, equally. You don't have any reason why you need to love one than the other. Even though the children will know, they will think, they will have, mommy love this. And I do tell my children, if I'm calling somebody name all the time, that means that person is the one delivering for me. When I call your name, I, that means that person gives me what I want. So that is why I'm not calling your name. It's not that I love that person. And as I'm calling that person, that person is receiving more blessing. Since I'm giving them that illustration, everybody, so I don't call anybody. I will just, I want something. Let them, let anybody bring it. And I've been seeing results. Because to them, they think I love one particular person because I mentioned that name. I can mention that name 100 times a day. So the same thing I'm telling us parents, please, train your child as a woman, train your son to be a good man. I know your, your husband will be there to help, but train your son to be son, not a woman. Don't, don't gossip with your son. Don't teach your son a, a male child gossip, abusive language. All those things, it's not good. They will grow up and become babies, baby man. And that is why the son will grow up and when the 
woman, when his wife is talking, they are very sensitive. They will be underlining what their wife is saying. Check them out. They are baby son. They are baby baby man. And mom, please bring up your, 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 your daughter. Bring them up as a queen. You see so many nonsense around. You see them naked, half naked. It's the in thing. That is not the in thing. Your, your child does not belong to majority carry the vote, vote right? Your daughter is a queen. Your daughter is, you know, teach them how to, to dress, behave, respect themselves. The fact that the dressing that is raining is to expose all your all your all your parts, all every part of your body does not make it right. It's, 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 it's different upbringing for them, but you love them equally. Shame on we, sister, sister, tayo. Have I answered the question? So, the last one here, before we go to the long one on the platform, last one says, where does parenting start and stop? Is it from zero to 18 years or zero to forever? Sister, okay, where does parenting stop for it, a child? It's forever because... <laughs> You still, even though the child is an adult at the age of 18 and they live your life, you're still going to be worried over, over them in some particular role, not in you showing love and in you still trying to help and praying for them, but not in training them anymore not in you put, uh, putting your eye or getting involved, let's use the word, getting involved in their business, in their family or in their, in their marriages or in all that. So in that respect, you're not going to be doing that, but you still have that place of prayer, that place to still be committing them, to still be praying for them, for the will of God to be established in their life and for them to walk the, the, the work of God. It's more like the prayer that pray, parents will always pray for us, but it's not that you're following after them and you're giving them everything. I don't expect you to be teaching your child that is already married and you're getting involved in their affair in, in, in their marriage. Thank you, Ma. I agree. Sister Kayo. Yes, I agree. Um, training up a child, it even starts before you become a parent. So if there is anything that is goes back before before zero, before the child um, was born, then till forever, till forever, like Umiroke um, said, it is not that you put nothing into their affairs when they become adults, when they become married, but the place of prayer, the place of counsel. We heard about Jethro calling Moses. I said, come. You will kill yourself. This is the way. Why not delegate? You understand? Counsel, guide, advice. I watched um, this popular American judge. I can't remember the name right now. That um, a particular man, a 90-year-plus man, was in his courts because he broke traffic lights. And he was asked, why would he do that? He said because he was taking his son to the hospital. His son is, is in his um, 70s that the son had leukemia and he had to rush in because it was the only one available at the time. And he had to, that touched me. So we, we don't stop our role until we are no more. We continue to pray, we continue to nurture, we continue to guide them until, um, until time stops. 
Thank you. So parenting is forever. Till death do yep. us part. That is parenting. So yeah. if you have a parent and you are praying something should happen, nothing will happen, no. Till the last. And if you have a child and you can't just stand that child, you just walk around it. Because it's not it's not your you are the one, you are not the one that decide that child, right? It's God that is. Uh -huh. So parenting is forever. And we have stages of parenting. So when your when your child married, so we have some good parents, some good mom, but they are not good grandmom. They are not good uh -huh. parents, you know. It's not because uh -huh. they are bad, though. It's because they don't know that role very well. You see? Uh -huh. Every stage. This stage, I'm a mother-in-law. I need to understand how can I become a good mother-in-law. Not to, to, to take over my son's house and teach the wife. I've been teaching my son how to do it. No. So you can be a good mom. And if care is not taken, you may not be a good mother-in-law or good grandma. If you are still trying to put your whatever you know inside, you can't. So please let us know. Parenting is forever. It doesn't have any time limits. So let's let's finish um, this question. I don't want us to do another week. I've got a long one on the platform. So I'm reading it. If I can break it, please, if you can write them down and jot some things. It's, it's a very long question. From my beloved uncle. Rawale, thank you. <laughs> How do you successfully navigate the challenges of raising children the biblical way? Given the social and societal influences that currently serves as tools, especially for educational purpose in our society. To name a few from the internet, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, Disney, and so on. As you all know, these media outlets are not only influential, but are educational substitutes in the overall development of children in our society at large. Secondly, how do you support children emotionally, psychologically, and otherwise who struggle in treading this delicate balance during their formative years? Thank you. So we've got two questions. Sister, Sister Tayo, are you okay All with right. questions? Yes, I yes, I got it. Okay. So how do we raise children with all this social media and what have you? We have said it before. Rely totally. How do we support them emotionally and otherwise? Rely totally in the hand of the Holy Spirit. There is no how we can do it alone. We have not been in this generation before. We have not been. We have never been here. So we cannot pretend that we understand it, because it's Generation Z and a lot of things are coming into it. Um, you agree with me with um, the children's suicide um, cases that we hear? Like there was a time, my son, I, my son was in a boarding house. Then he came home. I guess there was a case of um, suicide in a school. I know what they did. They brought in psychologists to come tell them about suicide. Talk to them about suicide. At the end of the day, they were so they were so knowledgeable. I wouldn't know what the school wanted to achieve. They knew how to commit suicide. My son was giving his other siblings lectures on suicide, the implication, what suicide is and what of you. You know, I will say it here clearly, to manage the emotion of this generation Z, to manage them and to understand who they are, we cannot do it outside the Holy Spirit. We cannot do it outside God. We cannot do it by ourselves. 
because we have never been here. The way we are raised is not the way we can raise them. So we should totally rely on the help of the Holy Spirit. Read books. Get mentors. People that have successfully trained their children. And um, don't neglect them. Be involved. The way the world is now, I don't want to restrict Nigeria. We get so busy with our lives, with our career, and what have you. We want to be everything and everything at the expense of these children. Let us be involved in every stage of their lives so that it will help them as they're growing. Um, they are emotionally balanced, they are spiritually balanced, and train them in the word of God. Let us not leave out God in their life. Let them have a personal relationship. Some of us, we don't even know when we got born again because we're always following our parents to church and what of you. Let them know they are God, not the God of their, not, not the God of mommy, the God of daddy. Let them have a personal relationship. Let them be a personal relationship. Be convinced that they are born again. Let them be Holy Spirit baptized. Expose them to the Holy Spirit and with the user manual over them. That is um, the Bible. I am sure that will do a good job. Thank you. Thank you, Sister Tayos. Is that okay? Yeah, um, I think we'll need to take some practical steps uh, as we navigate this. And number one, we need to know our children. We need to know at what point they're changing. We need to know when they are down. We need to be able to capture some moments in their lives. So we need to know them. Then after knowing them, let's create time to talk to them. Spend the time with them and talk to them. I, I used to do, oh, while I'm cooking in the kitchen, I'm asking questions. We're talking about the day. Then something will just pop up. But at every stage, I need the Holy Spirit, I tell you. Some things will just pop up about something that happened in school today that could have been a reason why somebody is low or down. Then we'll try to take time to talk about that issue. Why are you not talking? How come you didn't have a friend in school? Then you start hearing all sorts of different things. Oh, is because I don't have friends because somebody think I'm weird. And so then you start teaching them to be confident in themselves. All the things that they're learning. I remember I've walked into the room that the Holy Spirit will just say, just go into that room. And I, I will discover things. So sometimes when you, you need to talk, we need to talk and we educate them. Yeah, there is TikTok. You can go on Facebook. You can go on this, you can go on that. But these are the limits. All these things, these are the way they are. A lot of people come to TikTok to come and lie. A lot of people come to Facebook and just put, I remember we we're having a discussion recently and we we're just talking about, don't believe everything you see on Facebook. 
because some people come to Facebook with all this flashy, whatever, whatever, and that is not the way life is. Mm. So let's take time to educate our children about what is going on around so they can be on those platform and the platform is not getting into them. They're not being threatened by the wealth of other people, by what their friends has, by because a lot of this thing, there is peer pressure. Mm. Even among the so-called uh, young adults, mm. I've got some 30-something-year-old mm. that are still under the influence of peer pressure. Mm. So let's try to educate them. Let's try to talk to them. And just pick it up like a discussion and not things that, so that we know them when you know them, because I can say to you, I know what one of my son will do. I know what this one will do. If you are telling me that this one is going to do this, I'll tell you, no, it's not possible. I know the person that is likely to do that. Let's give them time and let's answer their questions. Because if we don't answer the questions, their friend outside will give them the answer and they're not going to be given the right answer. So I think those practical steps will help us to know and to be able to checkmate. There's some things that you'll be angry about or you'll be able to call them and just say, okay, let's talk about this thing. This is not the way it's supposed to be, but what is your idea about it? We discuss about, okay, why can't I be a friend with gay? I have people in my class that are gay. I have these. Then you talk about it so that they balance as well. Thank you. Thank you so much, Ma. Uh, because of time, I, I will not be able to say much. I've got so much that I want to share, but I think we can do it in our other um, uh, coming up series. But what I want us to take home about this parenting today is giving yourself opportunity to actually to develop your better your better tomorrow and that is what you can put into your child and that is if you have that foresight then parenting will come alive for you that how do i want my tomorrow to be how do i want to be treated how do, what do i want to see what kind of reward i want to see in my future it will help you to actually start now by, by putting in your best, by giving your time and emotion. Prayer works, right? You need to lead your children to the God of the God that you serve. I look at when I was growing up. If I didn't give my life to Christ as that, at that early age, I don't know what would have happened to me. But if you are able to lead your children to know Christ, then other things will follow easily. It's easier when you lead your children to, to Christ, when you let them know, not churchy, not asking them to do so much, but don't make church to be boring to your children. That's another thing. Get your children to be involved. They don't go to church and just sit down and be looking. Then they will be telling you church is boring because they are not adding anything. Emotional-wise, please, work with your children. Don't just leave it that I don't know what to discuss. They are going through a lot. Nowadays, pornography is very easy. Masturbation is in thing. They initiate it. If your child said they don't know masturbation in secondary school, they will tell you that your child is well. Your child is not normal. All those things that is ab abnormal, they are normal. They know it it's, and they see it as a real thing. And when your child gets involved in all those things and you don't know, under your nose like this, your child, they, they are bringing up confused generation. They don't know who they are. 
They are trying to, you know, find out who they are now. They are so confused because of the environment, because of what they are seeing. This is high time you need to buckle up, right? Sit up, stand up, make sure that all those areas, God help you. As God is helping you, Holy Spirit is there to help you. And you can ask for, you know, seek for counseling, ask people to help you. And as you are doing it, God will help you in Jesus' name. I want to say a very big thank you to our, our guests. Thank you so much, Sister Ronke. Thank you so much, Sister Tayo. We've had a wonderful evening. I'm sure we've had a wonderful evening. And we've been going over one hour now at this. We have to do something, right? <laughs> I'm talking to my project manager. He's looking at me that, oh. So next month, by the grace of God, we are going to have another wonderful topic. By the grace of God, I'm inviting my uncle. That's my uncle. My uncle that gave us long, long uh, questions. We are having him next month by the grace of God. We're talking about manifestation of our dreams. We need to dream dreams, right? January, we talk about planning. And after of the year, by July, we are June, we are talking about what dream do you have as a family? What do you think you can achieve? What do you think you want to achieve for your children, your wife, you in career as a as a as a as a as a home? What kind of dream do you have? And if you think this is too big, please know any dream you, you have is, is achievable. And if you have that mentality, it can, it, it can flow through your siblings, it can flow through your wife, your children, and your home. So next month, we'll be talking about manifestation of our dream as a family. Thank you. Thank you so, so much, Sister Ronke, Sister Tayo. So honored to have you on our platform and you can easily join us next time. Thank you, everyone. I'm so sorry for keeping us late again, 23 minutes late. I'm sure we are all blessed. You have just listened to Me and Mine podcast with your host, Timmy Odnomade. Subscribe to our podcast and follow us on social media. See you next time. God bless you.